Hello everybody, welcome to episode of the Athlete Diaries. I'm here with a great teammate of mine. He's a great guy, very interesting, a very in-depth person, great energy. I'm happy to be in New Jersey in his home place with him. I'm honored to be here with him. But one of my good friends, Fred. We doing big dog. Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. I appreciate that y'all wanted to come to my house, you know, eat my food, you know, enjoy my time. I'm blessed to be here, bro. I'm happy that you welcomed us into this beautiful home, beautiful mom. So I'm happy to be here. I see now, though, where you get your energy from. She's she's like that, too. She has a good energy and spirit about her, too. So I see where you get it from now. Yeah, my mama, she, she's like my rock. My number one, you know what I'm saying? She's just... She just taught me everything that I know. Yeah. I mean, parents, you know. Right. Now, yeah, that's what she said. She said she had all still all your jerseys when you started playing ball. So that's crazy. Like that's that's love right there. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Passion right there. Uh, uh, so let's get into it a little bit. Uh, let's start talking about you. So, you know, let's talk about your journey at Rutgers. So. Let's get, you know, let's get into so, it. Let's start. How, how'd you get there? You know what I'm saying? You recruit projects on Rutgers, Rutgers doesn't start without high school, right? Yeah. Well, high school, I was I was a decent athlete, you feel me? Played for St. Peter's Prep my junior year. We were number eight ranked in the nation. Played against the likes of, you know, key players that are playing in the NFL now, like the Bill Peppers and Sean Gary and all of them. Like, because Jersey, Jersey is a factory of football players, respectfully. But then coming into my senior year, I had a, I had multiple offers going in, but my grade wasn't that good, really. I just took hard, you feel me? I had a 2-2. Right, yeah. <laughs> my SAT was all right. I had a 1790. It was like, I was just looking to play on some NCAA stuff just to go, right. go, go through an athletic scholarship, and I didn't know how that worked. Coming into my sixth game, blew my knee out against St. John Bosco in Cali. Was playing on the neutral side at Don Bosco, and missed most of my senior season like that. So then, a lot of, t- a lot of teams would do their offers. You know, they don't really want to mess with a kid that just is damaged product, doesn't show no potential in the classroom. From this is messed with all my young dudes. It's just you're building your resume from the day you start at high school from day one. You feel me? Whatever you do, you gotta do 100. Uh, percent or you're going to end up like me and go long run. So now, it's like May 31st, I get accepted into Rutgers with the EOF program in New Jersey. It's an education opportunity for us. So I was first generation, um, first generation college students, minorities who like come from underdeveloped like uh, environments, a lot of chance to go to college to get funded. Technically, I'm first generation. My mother went to school, but she couldn't finish. You know, you know shots out to her. She still got that knowledge and stuff. But I went for the summer, and through that summer, we got we kind of lost our house. So I was trying to maintain going to school, doing that summer program for six weeks, while balancing it out. You feel me? Staying at other people's houses and stuff. Yeah. Staying at my people's houses. Thank God. Latino families, man, we always stick together through the hard time. But got through the program, got into Rutgers New York, 
from me. I was a business major, hated it. Every 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 class costed thirty dollars to take with the course codes of the textbooks. It's only sixty dollars at that point. I'm like, man, I just want to learn. Took a sociology class, enjoyed it, became a sociology major, but I still wanted to play football. And I saw Rutgers wasn't doing as well as they could, and I thought I could add to it. So, by the grace of God, I got accepted to New Brunswick, changed my major to sociology to get me the easier program. You feel me? Um, did the walk on tryouts, got accepted, you know, was able to work out with them. And the first day I got there, Rick Vance told me, like, it wasn't going to be easy for me. I mean, he said I was going to be a GPA booster <laughs> <laughs> on some stuff. And he was like, he was, I was like, I don't even know what that means. I'm here to compete. You gave me a foot in the door. Right. Take off. Right. So, being it, being it, you know, got to, you know, because I, this is also the thing. I haven't played football for two or three years before joining that. So when I did that, I had to kind of shake off all the rust. So that first year was just getting from 260 to 280 and then putting on that muscle. It was like a red shirt year. Then my senior year, I was supposed to play. But then first week of camp, I mean, last week of camp, right before UMass, when I was in rotation, I sprained my ankle. Mm. Grade three type thing. I couldn't even walk. Yeah, they could tell you. Like I was, I was punching the floor. I was mad as hell. It was like it was a Monday of the fucking. It was the game week. Mm-hmm. I was like off of one on ones too. One on ones. Oh yeah, yeah. stripped on somebody's foot. Oh man, oh, that's terrible. So then I was oh, out man. for like four or five weeks, and they just shelved me. And then you know Ash got fired. And going through that it was crazy because it was like, it was like. Yeah, the team didn't want you to play, so it was an opportunity to, you know, get out there. It was like, it's like it's plunging into the unknown, you know, you don't know what's going to go on, you know. And then, you know, we went at 2-10 and 10 and 11 respectfully, you know, and that was due to a myriad of things, you know, we can't just, you know, pinpoint it right. And, you know, kind of fell out of football after that. I was like, why you want to do this anymore? So, you know, I hit the transfer portal. Because I was like, I want to get my master's, and I'm not going to pay 36000 because you don't get no funding. Fun fact, you got to take out loans to take your master's. <laughs> Young kids. <laughs> so I had, had to go in the transfer portal, you know, look at it by a couple schools, incarnate words, and all of them. But then they pulled their stuff, and I showed them my film, and it was terrible because I didn't edit it. Like right. 15 minutes long practice yeah. film. Practice I only played stuff. two games at Rutgers, Liberty, Michigan State. So I didn't have that much of a game film. But team took uh, a liking to me. I appreciate this man from Union City. What's his name? What was the quarterback's coach name? Sylvester. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, Coach Wright, yeah. Coach Wright, man. Yeah. He got me right, man. Got me right. Hit me up on Twitter. I don't create my Twitter just to, uh, don't follow me on Twitter. It's a ghost account, you know. Uh, I, I don't use that to make my prudent. <laughs> I hate Twitter. <laughs> follow me on Instagram. I just go put a rock at the score. My bad. My no, no yeah. No, same as But Coach Wright got me right. Took me to Moorhead, and I was like, where is Moorhead, Kentucky? Like I have never been out past I've never been past uh 
what's it called, Boston, you know, that 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 was, you know, and they're talking about we're gonna go to Indiana, we're gonna go there, and like how it's all connected and stuff. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like Martin's really connected to everything, but it's just in the middle of nowhere. You know, drove in there first 14 hours, just road tripping my life through the West, drove through the mountains of West Virginia and you know, Maryland and all that. It was yeah. cool to see though, you know, it was cool to see. You know, got to the little town in Kentucky, met uh, Suge Rob Tennis and Kosanya, and you know, I just started my campaign there. Okay. You know, Enjoy it? Different for sure? It was really, it was really change of pace, you know, like I got to enjoy it, embrace more nature. You know, I'm from the urban and urban environment, you know, it was pretty cool. It was just different people, different, different food, definitely. Shouts out to Pops. You know, pops, pops. <laughs> pops is pretty good. Pops is pretty good. Um, so we can, whoa, we can cut this too. We don't want to talk about it, but I'm gonna ask you what, what do you want to talk about the sleeping at the stadium thing. Oh yeah, no, I just wanted to give like a free. No, no, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so um, I don't know. So I guess my first question originally is this question that I ask everybody is what is one of the hardest or darkest or you know what I'm saying craziest things you've been through or the steps you had to take to get past that um, to get through those that thing you know what I'm saying whatever the situation might be take your time to the body you know what I'm saying yeah there was a lot of there was a lot of muddy parts in my no of course journey, yeah you know? right and that's but I, also that's why I think you're such a good person because Definitely learned that uh, I take situations and make the best out of them. So, yeah, for sure. So I would say when I was at Rutgers, definitely my first year there. So I did my spring semester. I got there January, got on the team around February, did my whole spring training and stuff. Finished spring camp, and they were like, they were telling me, yeah, summer is the most important part because that determines whether you go to fall camp or not. I was like, I'm going to fall camp. I, you know, I'm competing. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm still vying for a spot. You know, I ain't, you know, I'm just gonna try and work on it. You feel me? But like, dormant costed money, and I, I didn't have the money or you know, the scholarship to do it. So what I did was I just, you know, I, I slept in, I slept in High Point Solution Stadiums for all summer. You know, for around, it wasn't for all summer. It was for eight weeks, ten weeks. But it was just, it was just so I could be closer to, to work out and just to chase my dream. You know, I was, you know, I was sleeping on the sofa right there in the players' lounge. You know, it was all respect. You know, everybody respected me. You know, they, it was just, it was just, I had to do what I had to do. You know, and just do it. You know, I didn't want to trouble with nobody, nor my my parents with any like money problems. You know. It was just business at that point, you know. Right. That's how I looked at it. You know, that's why every day I took it behind the ten percent. You know, like everybody was like, "Yo, why you so mad, bro?" I don't know, bro. I sleep on the couch. You sleep on the couch. <laughs> 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 I mean, my hunger different. Right. Yeah. But and that's another thing too. Like when you put yourself in certain situations, it's just it's pressure. Right. And that even makes diamonds or. Or create or just breaks cold. Right. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be a diamond. I ain't trying to be no cold. So 
I'm trying to um, just to create some different youth. It makes them quite a place. Right, so this kind of, you know, since you said the, the dying thing, talk about that mentality. So as you were, as you were going through that, the mentality that it took to wake up every day, you know what I'm saying? Let's kind of go through that. So like what conversations you were having with yourself? Uh, it was always, it was always a shadow of doubt that always slipped in my head, like, why am I doing this? Right. It's always, there's always that that comes up. But then you look at, you know, you look at you, you look at who you want to be, you know, you look at the people that you idolize, you know, you look at the people behind you that are supporting you, you know, and you want, you want to do the best you can for them at, at all times, you know, you want to be the best, you want to put your best foot forward all time. That's why when I got the Moorhead, a big thing, what I said was 1% better every day, right? Right. We always want to get 1% better, you know, regardless of who you're for, you know, if you, even if you don't want to get up that day, you know, you got somebody buying for you, you know, me, his, my mother, and my family, you know, right. you was probably with your kid and your family, you know, it's different yeah. stuff. Exactly. Yes, you know, but at that point, it was just, let me get up, let me do this, let me put a smile on my face, because I'm doing football, you know, everybody else is drinking and going out and wasting their body, you know, I'm, I'm working myself, you know, I'm calling myself a work. you know, shouts out, shouts out to, you know, stoicism and all that, man, Outside Socrates or Plato, man, or Montaigne, I wouldn't be able to get through any of that. You know, so I tell stories. Why oh, you said that though? Because, man, I, I was reading, I was reading all that stuff, man. I was reading the reflections by Montaigne, and I was sleeping on there. I was writing my poetry, you know. I was, right. I was doing different stuff. So when fall came, I was prepared. You know, when, when the students came in, I was, I got to become a leader of my community. Right. You know, I felt like that was the biggest step I could take. You know, even though I can't contribute on the field because whatever, I can still be significant. Right. And I guess that's the biggest fear to become insignificant, to just be lost in just the annals of history. You know, just to be dust. Right. And my name would be out there. That's that's what it is. No, I understand. Yeah, I'm with you. No, I'm with you for sure. Leave a legacy. For the, you know what I'm saying, the people that are behind you. You know, textbooks, man. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Loki changed the world. Like, yeah, I want you. <clears throat> this New Jersey and uh, New York area, my allergies on that stuff. Oh, it's terrible. Dog. The water's like Flint, Michigan out here, man. Oh, Help man. us. <laughs> man, crazy. Help yeah. us. But I talked to, I, after I heard that um, stuff about Flint, dude. I can't drink tap water anywhere. I refuse to do it. Oh yeah, no. New York has the cleanest tap water, you know, because of their filtration system. The thing about Jersey is that they get it from a reservoir. Oh man. So it's just water that just sits yeah. there and stuff and gets polluted because if you go like ten minutes north from where I'm from, which is like Rutherford area, or where I'm at currently, I'm from the city right. <laughs> <laughs> If you go 10 minutes north to where I'm at, in the Meadowlands, it's all swamp, but it's all been polluted by like just years and years of just either people dumping, people with the plastic and stuff. But, right. I mean, we can go, we can go environmentalist in this conversation. No, we can go however you want to go. You know, I keep the podcast very open. You know, I'm open to all routes, but mm-hmm. yeah. You got the football helmet on the table, though. We, you know. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what I'd be telling people, bro. It's like, I guess the draw in is that we're athletes, but like, 
I don't never really want to just talk about like the oh, big sport. You know what I'm saying? Like that's never really. You know what I'm saying? Because like at one point I wanted to call this more than an athlete, but then LeBron James kind of did his thing, yeah. and so I was kind of like I don't even want to come close. You got the Marshall stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of like I don't even want to come close to anybody else. So that's why we kind of did this. But like yeah, no, nah, this is kind of just pick your brain. See, you know what I'm saying? Showing people we're more than just college athletes. We're intelligent. We, I'm saying we think about things and on the same time, you know, educate people, make people laugh. I'm saying maybe they, you know what I'm saying, they can learn something from the story. You know what I'm saying? I remember the first time you told me that story in college a few years ago, you know what I'm saying? It changed me. You know what I'm saying? For sure. You like? To know you from you, you know what I'm saying? You're out there, you know what I'm saying? Chasing your dream, sleeping, you know what I'm saying? In the stadium. Like, that's not, that's not normal. You can't be an average person doing that. You know what I'm saying? It takes a strong mental toughness, a high drive to do something like that. Because people don't like, especially in our generation, and you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And that kind of stuff, people don't like being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable is not, you know what I'm saying? They'll give up everything to be comfortable with that. And that's something I say, like, this is, that's a philosophy I kind of live by. There's a thing between comfortableness and coziness. Right. You always want to be cozy, you don't want to be comfortable. Because when you're comfortable, you're letting environment dictate how you feel. Yeah. You feel me? I have to be comfortable. I have to have comfortable clothes on. I have to be in a comfortable house. You feel me? Yeah. When you're cozy, no matter the situation that's happening, you're always you always got that that pink mink on that camera I had on. You feel me? Yeah. You don't care because you're yeah. cozy. You yeah. Would you cozy not comfortable? Yeah. With you. I with you for sure. That makes sense. Don't a lot of situations to determine how you feel so you feel like a rock star. Yeah, no matter what. Put your best foot forward. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It takes a good, like, a strong mental, you know what I'm saying, to have that. Because you are someone, no matter what. Because, you know, I used to pick you up early in the morning to go to waste every morning, no matter what. It's, how you doing, Wildy? What's up? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's the same energy, so for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. That's something that I most definitely have been, you know what I'm saying? Having a kid teaches you that. You know what I'm saying? Because no matter what, when you wake up, it's about your son. It's about your kid. You wake up and that's what it is. No matter how you feel, no matter what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? So having, I'm learning that. that uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? That every day got to be the same person. You know what I'm saying? High energy. That's something that I think did has held me back as an athlete, like in a leadership sense. I feel like it's matured in a way because for sure you're just you're understanding that you are more significant that you your energy dictates how other people are gonna feel. Right, exactly. You know, that you're you're significant in that scene in that area right now. You know, right. That if I was to come on city, you'd probably be like, Damn, this is, you know, I don't wanna go to waste either. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, we probably both didn't want to go to waste that day. Most definitely, know? yeah, yeah. Especially after the Davidson game. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember that those weights for sure, yeah. You know, we still went for our best foot forward. We yeah. the best for our team, for our brothers. Exactly. Forget about me, I love you. No, period. It's family. Period. Period. Make that a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta put that on the shirt. For sure. So what you been up to, man? What <laughs> treating you since you graduated and stuff? Honestly, man. Miss football. I don't miss feeling sore about it though. Yeah. You know, 
I feel like because I had walked away from the game before when I came back to you know right, right after right after uh, high school, but right now I just I'm ready to explore my next chapter of my life. Become that after this, I got a lot of debt on my head. I got paid off. You know that's his responsibility. Take it on the chin. Go just living life, smelling the roses. Right. You know, enjoying the birds and the bees. Right. Populating the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, yeah. I'm not gonna condone or discondone that. Cherishing who's around me, cherishing my dog, you feel me? Cherishing my mother, cherishing everybody. About to teach, so just working on my masters. Really? Working on my masters, man. So after this year, when I get my masters in December, and I feel like that's another thing people should do in this society. Instead of being like, oh, wait, if I get my win, win, you feel me? Put that benchmark on yeah. yourself, put that pressure on yourself. Oh, definitely. Start speaking it to it in existence. You feel me? But when I get that stuff in January, that starts a whole new semester, and I already made connections with different schools to try to get this adjunct position, you know, and just, you know, try to help, try to help kids like me. You yeah, know? right. I also pay my debts, you know, but. For sure. Also, teaching. You don't go into coaching? No. 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 no, no. I, I would like to teach you. If anything, I coach high school. Yeah. Like right. small college. You feel yeah. me? But I know. Yeah, big time. Uh, I know you're trying. You're trying. But you know what's crazy, dude? And this is a question that I've answered probably like 20 times in the last like month or so. If you would have asked me two months ago, three months ago, I would have been like, yeah, bro, I'm going to find a way to coach. I remember. You know what I'm saying? Cobbles, man. But now, bro, I'm not. I'm not feeling Nah, it. bro. I'm, I'm so into, like, bro, like, I want to do so much and experience so much in life. Like, don't get a choice. Like, when my son and my daughters and, and, and well, you know what I'm saying, when I get to that point, are in high school and they're like, Dad, we want you to coach. Like, I might get into it then or something. Like, when I'm much older and I got everything set up and I've done so much with them. And, but, like, I don't want to miss. But you're, but you're one, you want to coach with them. That's that. Why? Right. Exactly. You don't want to exactly. coach, you know, you don't want to get into industry like coaching. Like yes, that. exactly. I want to do it for fun now. Like, I didn't want, I don't want to do it for a job anymore. Like, but, like, I want to travel the world and do things and bring my kids with me and let them experience so much. Like, and I think, and nothing against coaching, like, if that's your thing, like, you feel me? But that's just not me anymore. And you feel me? Like, I might miss it one day. And if that bug is still there to do it in five, you know what I'm saying, right. 10 years, then I'll, I'll go do it. But, like, right now, nah. You want to explore yourself. Yeah, right. That's yeah, the most man. important thing. Yeah, that's what man. your 20s is for. You know? Taking risks and things. When I think about coaching and college, I mean, it's like, it's almost the same thing as, like, Medical school, think about it, right? You do five years of football in college, right? Right. You do five years of medical school, right? Okay. Then you go to your master's. Yeah. Then you go do your GA jobs, which yeah. are two, another two, three years, right? Yeah. Get your first position coach yeah. around another four years, right? About the same time, you're 28. Y'all, y'all, y'all around the same position. You like a head coach at a university that's a whole doctor. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Like, it's like, that you gotta put so much time in. So much time. You know? And I feel like And twenty eight is still not even guaranteed. I feel like football for me, I it's it's 
I, I, I told I told him before the season when everybody was asking like, what was your passion level? Remember? Yeah. We was doing them, them Socratic circles or whatever. And we was so oh, what's your passion for football? Everybody was saying ten. I said a six. Do I do I like put do, do I like playing most guard and putting my body out there sixty times a game? No. <laughs> do I like taking double T's? No. I'll do it because I love you. My I love, I love my team. You feel me? Like, it's more about love, and that's I feel like what, what drivers should drive people. Yeah. I feel like that's what our our team is special. We just love each other. Why that? That's what people not on scholarship. It's all the same. You know what I'm saying? Bags, yeah. All the same. Yeah, for sure. Hey. Last chance, you and more his thing. Please, cut that out. <laughs> people try to get that going, and I was like, nah, it's not us. Okay. You know, we gotta win some things before we start doing that. For mm-hmm. sure. UCC was like, now you used to win all the You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the thing going on. Right? What do you go to? Other than like the project, like how you feeling about like this new transitional phase of your life? But I, I feel amazing. I had someone tell me the other day, they're like, Jacob, I hadn't seen you in a while, you're glowing differently. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm. Because you know me, but I'll be. I've, all right, so this is going to be weird. You know what I'm saying? You guys are going to hear this. You're going to hear a different side of me. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I do the energy work. You know what I'm saying? I'm into you me, being connected to higher energy, to feeling high energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I'm worried about being, Yeah, I'm worried about being touched. You know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff. And right now, my energy is in a place that it's been before, but it's in a place that like it can't be touched mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it can't be touched like things like if something goes wrong in my life right now i don't i don't flinch yeah. like i don't flinch i'm like all right it's just something we're just whatever mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's so crazy and it's like i don't know if it's just because i have so much faith and and understanding of like the projects that I'm doing and like what I'm putting into mm-hmm. and my team is starting to come together. You know what I'm saying? All you know what I'm saying? Different things that I sit up and things are starting to work out. So I'm just having all the utmost faith and just everything that I have going on. Moving, you know what I'm saying? And that's just where I'm at right now. And like it's so it's so crazy and the support system I have around me, like my parents, like my mom for sure. And like you know, what I'm saying like my like I said, my team. Like I just think everything is just going so well right now. It's so like my energy, like just can't be touched. And honestly, bro, you're gonna think this is funny because you've been saying this to me since I met you. I changed like my input and what's going into me, like my free time. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been being unvocalized. Like I cut off like real dirt. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Those sure. kind of things, like. I changed my what's really going into me like on a regular basis. Like I went on a period where I only watched probably like fifteen minutes of TV a day. And I was really only when I was eating because you know I fast you or whatever. So like I was really went home when I was eating like to distract myself while I was eating. Like other than that, I really wasn't watching TV. Like I'm investing so much time in just everything I'm doing 
And it's just so like, yeah, I'm at a different level. Right? You're not the mainstream, bro. You're yeah. embracing no, exactly. the world. You know? yeah, exactly. You're embracing the world around you. Exactly, exactly. The world is so big for somebody to just, you know, just say, hey, let me be on my phone for 12 hours a day. Yeah. Man, go on a hike, you know, go on, go fishing. Go, go do learn, something, you know. Yeah. Learn something new every day. That's, that's my model. For sure. 1% better. For sure. <laughs> So let's talk about your poetry. So how did you get into poetry? Oh man! Shouts out to Father Riley, rest in peace, man. When I was at St. Peter's Prep, St. Peter's Preparatory School, St. Peter's Creative Writing Class, you know, it was just elective type stuff. I was like, I like writing. I like I like making stories. Let's do this. So then I started writing, but my my, my teacher back then, he was very, he was very stringent. He was very sarcastic and stringent. He always knew I could do better. So he was like, he was always giving me a C plus, a B minus. I'm like, good grade, man. I want to yeah. get a C in creative writing because of you. <laughs> He's like, I know you can do better. So I was like, I mean, I write poetry. Like, can I, can I accept it? Can I give you that? He's like, if it's two pages or longer, yeah, you could. So I started writing. I started writing more and more. And, you know, I wrote, when I was writing at the time, I was really writing about opposition in life. I was a very, a very temperamental kid, if I can say the least. I was very angry, a lot of things. You know, because I didn't know how to handle, like, I guess, events that were happening in my life, you know. But with him, I was able to just express myself in another way other than football. Because football is physically, but like mentally you still have all that stuff in your head. And with that, it was just another avenue in which I could create and just build and build and build. So I was able to write poetry and then I got published in, in the school newspaper a couple times in high school. And, and I was just writing, just expressing myself. And then that's when Lupe Fiasco's uh, album came out, it's called Mural. And it was very, it was very touching to my poetry. Like I, I was like, I want to be like him. Yeah. And with all his abstract concepts and weird old things that he talked about from like Moroccan Mall and Secret Squirrel to Fibonacci sequence and Golden Mean, right? So in college, while I was playing at Rutgers, I went to do my spoken word. And they had this thing called Verbal Mayhem. I was writing throughout that whole time, and I was like, yo, I, I really want to just share this to people. You know, I want to really just go to the spot and share it. This girl brought me, shouts out to Kale, you know. She, uh, she brought me on a date to it, and I just experienced a whole new world, a whole new side of things that I never got to experience before. You know, I got to see a bunch of colored people just come in, communicate in the open environment, and they were just, expressing things not only that was like fun and dope, but also very deep and, you know, you know, scary sometimes even, you know, I never, I never gave that, you know, everybody knows Oscar and Lagoya had that. It was either women or colors or some lyrical, miracle spiritual thing. So I would, so, so the schedule was, my Wednesday would usually be workout at, five in the morning with Rutgers, go to my classes, 
get to get back to the facility, watch the film, do the practice, you know, get a little pumped and then go work. Because I was working at um, this place called Sea Burgers, the vegan burger spot. Mm. Terrible. No. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're a big media. So, like, huh? No, but it was just, it was just, it was just, it was not. It was, it was just, I didn't want to flip burgers at, right after, you know, D1 football practice. Right. You know, I had to do it. And then right after that, every Wednesday, I would, I would try, I would go home, take a shower, and go straight to that poetry slam. And sometimes they were like, Sometimes they have cash prizes, you know, and sometimes I win them, so that would be dope. But like, it was just a dope experience just going in there, having a bunch of people that are around your age or even older than you that have like, you know, connections to other things and have like went through this thing before. Cause it has been open since like the seventies, eighties. So like, just going through that experience of feeling that like, I guess, tradition and doing your thing and then you know, all the girls is like, snapping their fingers and it's just and a good feeling and then you go to bed at one o'clock in the morning and that's everything all over <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great feeling until that time yeah man. until this time man so, <laughs> so you're on a different grind man and i was sleeping on a futon sleeping on a futon oh, so in the living room which i saw prince taylor avenue too man you see the other street oh man so you, so at Rutgers, you never lived in the dorm? No, I did. I lived in the dorm until my senior year. Okay. So I lived like fall and spring, I used to, but like it, it was just, it was to a point where I was like, I could just take off more money on my tuition. Yeah. And I got friends that are moving out, mm-hmm. you know, of their dorms. So I was like, let me just live with them. So it just cuts the big ass piece on my tuition because that's like four or five thousand. Yeah. You know, and then like I'll get my refund checks, and then instead of being like two racks, yeah, I'll rack and a half it'd be like four or five. So yeah. I was like, it's just more money for me to play with. Like, it was, you know. Comfortable food time, man. I yeah. bought it myself. <laughs> you gotta be a nice one. Yeah, for sure. You have to. It's like twenty-four inch. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's not too bad. Not, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. We're gonna put this out on the top. Yeah, for sure. What about your teeth, bro? Uh, <laughs> so my teeth, right? I growing up, I have I had acid reflux, and just my teeth were initially made up of all mostly calcium, right? And not enamel. Most of the calcium, yeah. so I had an enamel deficiency and calcium odor deficiency. I had calcium deposits in my under my tongue since I was younger. Those disappeared a long time ago. The thing is, it's like 20 years of dealing with acid reflux plus you know football plus like the whole like eating having a sweet tooth for me just yeah, I gotta get it message your teeth up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to get rid of like most of the teeth in my mouth. I'm just gonna put gold in. Eventually, you know, yeah. just put might as well, right? Yeah. Permanent gold. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just do that. But yeah, so I got, I got a bridge in the front of my tooth. And you know, shout out to my mother again, cause she was the one that found the spot that we were that we went to. You know, she she was the one that, that got this whole process done. So 
we so when I went, I went to this one in West Orange, which is I would say twenty five, thirty minutes from here, but where I have this podcast. And when we did the whole consultation for my for my for front of my grill, they said it's around seventy five thousand. Damn. No, <laughs> I'm like we are not doing that. I don't care. My Man. mom was gone. She was like, I don't care. We will do it. I don't care. I was like, yeah, mine. So then we started looking, and she found this one in New York. Westside Dental. Shout out to Westside Dental. Got my teeth done. They said it was around ten thousand. Right? They gave us a five thousand dollar grant because I was good. You know, first generation Hispanic college student. You know, I need my teeth for my pictures, my college pictures. So, so I'm gonna take this December. You know, I ain't take none for my undergrad because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Um, I gotta do the veggies. But um, got my teeth done for around five thousand. You know, my mother took on the loan. She she's just been paying. I had to help her with it, but she's mostly been paying me. You know, it's been great. For, I don't know. She gave me teeth. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah. So I got my smile again. Yeah. But going through, whew, going through my undergrad would help. <laughs> I only had three teeth around my 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 front of my grill at one point. And it was it was, it was stressful. Yeah. Taking buses. Yeah. Couldn't smile. Couldn't. Couldn't. And I, you, you see me smile. You know, right. like, I get all cheeky and stuff. Yeah. Going, you know. I was just, I was angry. I just look angry all the time. <laughs> it's like, no, I just don't want to smile, man. So how long were your teeth like that? I would say... Maybe, yeah. And it was my fault, mostly. I didn't want to come home to fix it. Yeah, it was all football. I was like, football, 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 football. And I was like, but your teeth, I'm like... Football, football, football. <laughs> I was like, I can fix it when I get to the league. Yeah, yeah. Fix the ladies. <laughs> Dang. She's the one she put up or down. She was like, we are fixing it. When you, once I got the Kentucky acceptance, she was like, yeah, we are fixing it. Did you uh, get any dates? Yes, man. I got dates. dates. Yes, I got dates. Like it, it's called poetry. It's called having Dog. game slicker than soap. Pour grease on your fucking shoe looking like motherfucker. Salmonella, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think, Fred? What's up? <laughs> what's up? You would look me in the face and tell me you had dates with three people in your front girl. Yes, I did. You're spitting game like that. And it's not about spitting game. What girls just want is just a real human being. Yeah, when no, you got, when, you got when you got all these like you know nineteen, eighteen, twenty year old males yeah. running around. All, all hormoned out. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you got this guy that's, you know, he's humble. Yeah. Humiliated because his teeth are just, yeah, he got the humility. Yeah. He's just working and grinding, just protecting his family. And that. then they understand, you know, initially, how he is, you yeah. know, so he's sometimes shallow, you know, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. I would be shallow too if, you know, respectfully, if a girl like with that came up to me, but then like, once you actually get to know it and stuff, it's a little different. You know, I mean, that's, you know, shout out to all the women that did that. Yeah, know. for sure. Respect. I don't want to put no names out there, man. No, of course, yeah. Not very long. For sure. So you single now? Still single now? 
Sounded like a Pringle man. <laughs> like a Pringle and a motherfucking like man. I'm just chilling. I'm working on me. I'm working on me, working better. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure. Don't ask me that. Yeah. I don't even, but I don't even, yeah, no. 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 Yeah. Too busy, too focused. I'm on a a big tip now of like, if it comes my way, it comes my way. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm, it's whatever to me. I'm living life regardless. I'm not chasing. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just. I don't know. I call myself a modern day Dante Alighieri. If you understand what that means, and you understand me, if you don't, then you don't. Don't be single. Don't Dante. I don't know what that means. You're the divine comedy. I have so far he's in front of the box. No, it's not. Go, go get the synopsis, man. It's like an hour-long movie about it. Okay. I don't want to spoil the surprise for people. Okay. All right. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll let you know. I'll check it out. That was off the camera. Yeah. I got you. That's crazy. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> Dudes are funny. What else, man? What else? Rage. Freedom. Trying any food out here, man? But, you know, we went to a few pizza places when we were in New York. Got the dollar slices. The dollar slices busting, right? Are they? We went to the... Um, you know, we went to the bougie spots? Yeah. Uh, you got to go to the corner wall. Like, yeah, so we, that's what Ken was saying. That's what we should have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What type, of, what type of pizza you have? You have some like, exotic stuff? You just nah, bro, I'm too basic, bro. I'm basic. Uh, and it's not even like... I'm. I'm pretty, like, I've gotten so much better about being a picky eater, but, like, when it comes to pizza, bro, like, ah, dog, a cheese pizza, just, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm cool off the pepperoni, especially because, like, I kind of stopped eating, like, I stopped eating pork, so I don't even do, like, pepperoni or bacon or nothing. So, well, this is the million-dollar question, man. This is the question everybody, the CIA, FBI, he wants to know. Do you like pineapples on your pizza? No. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. This do podcast... You? Do you? Next question. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. Next question, bro. I, but and it's crazy. Every time I eat pineapples now, I be eating chunks of pineapples just randomly because I love pineapple. Yeah, Pineapple's fire. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, I get it on a ham. I get it on a couple other things, but on the pizza, bro, get that out of here. Get that out of here. I'm just saying, man. Get that out of here. Look, I'm also different. If you ever go to if you ever go to a bigger spot around here, you always gotta get the sausage and cheese. This is the fresh vegetables. You do you do alternate or whatever you want. You say that like a bagel? Sausage and cheese, hot sauce and grape jelly, toasted on egg bagel. Alright, say that again. Sausage egg and cheese mm-hmm. with hot sauce and jelly. And it has to be like that Chinese food hot sauce, that sour hot sauce. You know that Frank's Red Hot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the egg bagel toasted. Think about it, bro. No, I haven't the seen about it. That's about the jelly, steak. right? The spiciness <laughs> and the sourness. Of the, it, 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 it moves together, you feel me? Opposites attract, you feel me? <laughs> Spicy and sweet, plus the salty and the umami flavor of the sausage. The 
when you got the egg, they would have soaked it all up. <laughs> Fred, I don't know, bro. I don't know, dog. It's only three fifty, man. See the jelly, I can kind of see, but I feel like it'd be kind of productive to throw the hot sauce on there with the jelly. You ever had sweet, spicy Doritos? No. You ever, snack you ever had a Szechuan sauce? Yeah, you're talking about yeah. Like the Chinese one, the real spicy, the sweet one? Yeah. And pop that up. Spicy, sweet. It's like mixing duck sauce with Chinese food hot sauce, bro. But it's just thicker. Because it's jelly. <laughs> <laughs> you only look at it because you put, you put jelly on like things like peanut butter and like, you feel me? Like I'm really trying to imagine like throwing hot sauce. Like I'm 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 picturing things that I'm throwing jelly on mm-hmm. and throwing hot sauce on that, and I'm not I'm not seeing not the correlation you know what I'm saying, <laughs> between them, but like at all. But I have to say I've tried plenty of foods that you said to try, and I I've been steered wrong. So so mangoes, right? Yeah, when they eat mangoes with chili, with chili powder. Sure. Yeah, so that's a who's they? Hispanics. <laughs> okay, it's not like the, the chili powder is called like tahini, and like yeah. you dip it in there, and it's like it's supposed to be spicy sweet. You know, it's a common like flavor, like pattern. You know, so it just it sounds weird because you're taking two things that we commonly use, but like so like imagine like some hot wings. Uh, with some sweet, with some spicy sweet ass sauce. I feel like it's a little different. Well, yeah, because it's chicken. Yeah. That's a egg and sauce. That's a little different. I am, I am different. I want, I want a horse. Everybody wants to party on my horse. <laughs> well, but the gas price is not on the horse. No. Horse is the how much a pound of oats cost? I don't even know, honestly. Pound of oats? Less than 420, that's all I know, 430. <laughs> yeah, I might have to go back. Uh, what is it? Uh, Amish? Amish? You know what I'm saying? I might have to start getting horses and oats and no technology. I like my technology. <laughs> <laughs> Still want a car, man. I just, you know, I want my horse primarily. Yeah. Um, I'll take a Prius. Some good for the environment. For the environment. But I don't, I'm, I'm for the environment and like global warming to me, I'm on the fence about it. Like it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you know me, but I'm one of those people like for me, I feel like there's more to global warming than what people are making it to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's probably not as serious as people are making it to be. Um, but I'm with like in the same environment. Like I get mad when people litter. Like I check people when people litter. Um, I, I'm not. I don't like that. Like I'm not with like hunting. To me, is weird. Like people who do it for sport. Like that to me is weird. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, but like you know what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm for the environment. But one thing: these stupid paper straws that we're putting in these drinks now. Yeah. That's too far. <laughs> Because I'm confused, I'm like, I don't like them. I'm not a fan. You don't like them. I'm not a fan. So Campa had a fit the other day because he like for me. I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? 
I'm not a fan, but are you for me? Especially because it's just like one of those things. It's like, all right, we stop drilling in domestic oil, but we still gotta get our oil from someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Nah, but we're gonna stop doing these straws, bro. It's like, like I don't, I don't really get the, you know. So the thing with me, like, like just the whole environment issue is like, I want. I was taught to whatever you use, put it back. Right. Right. When I leave this earth, I want to leave a cleaner footprint. Right. Me, from what I, what I use, what I consume. You know, all this, all, all the stuff that's going on is real though. Like the last four years, I've been studying this stuff, and it's like, you know, they bleach almost fifty percent of the Great Barrier Reef, which is basically killing coral. Yeah. You know, when you bleach it because it loses its color, which becomes dead at that point. You know, they, they burned down 40% of the Amazon rainforest. And Amazon rainforest is around 40 to 60% of our oxygen intake. You know, all the trees. Yeah. They burn them down for soy fields, for soy farms in Brazil. So, like, the issues that are going on with the environment are real. You know, what's going on in right here with the Rust Belt? You know, they don't talk about that. They don't talk about how much pollution and dump is in our water that we take a shower with every day. Yeah. We, you know, we use to even cook with or to drink or, you know, our tea with or something, you know? Like, you know, it's just a myriad of things. I just, I don't want to deal with it, man. Yeah, no, with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you, but it's, yeah. I just want to leave a better footprint, cleaner footprint than what I took. I'm with you for sure. That's part of the reason I'm doing the things that I'm, I'm, I'm doing is because, like, when, like we talked about earlier, like the thing with Flint and just all that stuff, like that to me, like the fact, like, those things even happen. Mm-hmm. They did a study right here. They said Patterson, Newark, like, I'm living in my Kirk fanboy, Patterson, Patterson, Newark, Passaic, like, all the bad places, right? Jersey City. Fucking um, Camden, fucking Brunswick, all of them. They have the same, they did the same lead type test. Flint, Michigan. And they said the intake that the children are taking was as much as Flint, Michigan. Mm. That means they're getting lead poisoned, bro, essentially. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. really bad. Like, yeah, terrible. Um, and what's, what's Phil Murphy doing? Legalizing yeah. marijuana. <laughs> 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 Free weed. Children's water poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm an athlete. Yeah. I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's crazy, bro. Man. What else, man? I know that right there just stunned me, though. I was ready to hear that. Oh, yeah, those are the kind of things that sit with me for days at a time. That's good. I mean, it's good because um, I invest time into thinking about it, so therefore it's going to sit on my list, and when it's time, it's going to be something that I get corrected. Mm-hmm. But it's bad because yeah, think about I think about that, and I think about all the people that I can't help right now that are going to suffer and or have sufferings from it because I can't do anything about it right now. So, so you could do it? 
I'm going down and I'm talking with Coach Rhodes tomorrow. Like I talked to him too, he was, he was trying to help me publish my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My poetry and stuff. So, I'm going to go for him. I'm about hungry. Oh, yeah. So, I don't even know how long we've been on here. I feel like it's been about an hour or so. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll give it our time. I appreciate you coming on, giving me the time. Appreciate the channel, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Follow me on Instagram, underscore Porter Rock, underscore, that's E-O-R to the T-A to the R-O-C-K, underscore. Thank you. It's the one with the Pokemon on it.